Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin. We are New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Big Dog, what's up? It's been a while. Yeah, man, you know, we're spacing out the episodes a little bit more, but feeling good. We're coming at you live here. Well, not live, but we're recording on a Friday evening, so going to try and bring that weekend heat weekend vibe kind of kind of feeling yeah absolutely i feel like i sound kind of weird today so i'm just gonna go ahead and apologize for that um (laughs) i just like really wasn't in the mood for figuring it out and so i feel like it was a little echoey but i don't know maybe it'll sound cool at the end of the day Um, yeah exactly (laughs) um so as we kick off here big episode exciting episode very exciting we get to talk about uh exciting and maybe like depressing part of our social lives now, which is yeah. uh, a little sports betting. And talk a little bit about DraftKings, a, a New England-based company that has exploded over the last eight years. Before um, we uh, and, before we launch into it, guy, just what are you drinking, real quick? Oh yeah, no, yeah, do definitely do a little intro. Um, Classic, rich, like, skipping so, over what are you drinking? Like, well, so no, here's the thing. I, I feel like I was just like you know trying a new thing where I was like, oh, like you know, a little teaser, like. This is what, you know, because, like, maybe we have some listeners who, like, bail. Like, they're like, ah, I'm not feeling the vibe or I don't know what the, you know what I mean? I don't know what the, uh, like, the content's going to be. And so, like, you know, I want to be able to give us a little more intro. Okay. But, like, maybe I'm not going to lie. The content. I thought you were going in that direction, but then I thought you were kind of starting to, like, like Go veer hard. into the so path where you're like okay so it was a little too deep because you, you were like you were like oh the past eight this years and i was like oh shit he's getting into the timeline and i was like before because if i like interrupt you three minutes in and i'm like well we're kind of already talking about DraftKings. Like, <laughs> three an minutes asshole. in and you're like hey so what are you drinking <laughs> sick what intro drinking? um yeah no that's fair that's fair all right cool 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 so yeah anyways you know as you know now listeners we're gonna be talking a little DraftKings, but yeah let's talk drinking first i am drinking uh mysterious haze from somebody knows brewery nice. still plugging yeah, away at that keg um, still plugging away at that keg um it is no actually i finished the keg sorry i finished the keg oh i'm plugging away at a new keg um oh wow you saying, ran it back i ran it back yeah i ran it back i had a little help right when i got the kegs because i had like uh just some you know a few you know a few people like less than you know less than you know eight or ten people at my place for like football or something like that this is a group of friends that uh i've been not quarantining with but kind of staying social with during covid um and so i've had a little bit of help but yeah worked through it um and got another one because they like just you know what I mean. That was a deal that they're offering that's really good for like a hundred dollars for like a big keg, and it's like you're getting IPAs. I mean, for, that's a steal, yeah. Yeah, you're literally getting I like you know a sixteen ounce glass of IPA for less than a dollar. That's kind of cray. Like it's a great, great ROI. Yeah, it's great, great. Oh, wow. wow, you like that? Nikki Cheap brings the fire. On a Friday, he's missing Darby. That would that'd be something Darby would say. Honestly, it would. I don't want to be this guy, but I miss the big guy. When's yeah, he coming no, back? I, I do miss him. That's what When's I was gonna say. Back? Like, I feel like both of us are trying to combine to collectively fill the void. And you it's know, it's like like we've always said, you may come for Rich and I, but you're staying you're for Ryan. St- you're staying for Ryan. Everyone knows that he brings Ryan that a, hot Darby, fire. The A is a for awesome. That is so true. That is so true. He brings out hot fire. He talks about the tough parts of our stories. We yeah, some like of the more emotionally it, heavy. We like to keep it light. Yeah, we like to keep it light. Ryan is the one who brings in the, you know, he's the one that carries those heavy burdens for us. So um, hoping to get him back for next episode. But he's doing well. Um, he's active in the in the degenerates uh, text, which is great. So it's good to see him um, bringing that fire opinion. Uh, and then his daughter is one month old, I think, today. Yeah, shout out Eliza. Shout out Eliza. Uh, shout out Eliza. Yeah. Uh, I made a call on Instagram to get Eliza her own Instagram. It's a cute kid. It's a cute kid. Plus, this is like, this is Ryan Garvey's child. Like, there's a good chance that this child's either a genius or a mad scientist. Like, one of the two. She has a high probability of becoming something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, we'll, we'll want to keep an eye on her and i would love to have an instagram just to kind of see uh see that history so yeah um what are you drinking over there 
I actually, uh, local liquor store, I always go to McCarthy Brothers Liquors on uh, Bunker okay. Hill Ave, right down the street from me in Charlestown. And um, they had a deal going on uh, Cisco Brewery. So I'm like going right back to it, the Whale's Tail Pale Ale. They had a deal yeah. for 12 pack of cans. And I was like, I mean, how can I argue with that? So what, yeah. what were you, sorry, what were you putting, how much you pay for a 12 pack of cans? I forget. I just remember it was on sale. I got it like a week okay. ago. Okay. All right. Cool. Whale's Tail's really good. Yeah. Whale's Tail's really good. Yeah. Um, great. When, when are they going to start sponsoring us? Because you're always shouting them out. I mean, dude, there's so many people that should have already hopped on Honestly, Smutty train. too, like, dude. I'm always shouting them out. When are yeah. they going to sponsor us? I don't no, know. I'm putting it out there. It's just, you know, this is free advertising. It's probably, I was just going to say, it's probably on us for just giving free advertising. <laughs> they're like, I that's mean, so we're just going to keep letting you advertise Yeah, they're like, free. yeah, we're totally fine with it. Um, that's cool. That's cool. What's good? How's work? Everything good? Yeah, nothing nothing really new, you know, yeah. same old kind of different day. Starting yeah, the new year off, life. obviously, like, yeah, exactly. Um, Laura got vaccinated, so that's very cool. She's a Lit. frontline healthcare Number two, worker. she got her second vaccination. Yep, right? got the second round, so that's Dope. definitely good. You know, it's just, it's a good feeling, kind of makes it feel like you're uh, at least like building towards something. We're moving towards the back nine of this, hopefully, and, uh, know can keep on creeping on the upswing yeah i mean like we're about to hit one like we're literally less than two months away from hitting like one year of covid shutdown like when i got sent home from work and uh stuff which is like crazy i literally remember walking over the bridge from what's essentially the you know like back bay area of boston um and going into south boston and i was like walking with a co-worker and we were really like just like talking we're like yeah i mean probably honestly like we'll be back and like, like give weeks, it a week a month <laughs> a month at mo- like i literally remember us both being like a month at most doesn't matter how bad it is they're gonna want us back in there and now it's like geez i honestly like a part of me is like man if i'm back in the office by this time next year i'll be happy um which seems is maybe a little a little a little much, hopefully, anyways, but it's just crazy. I just never thought we'd be here, which is ridiculous. So it's crazy, man. Um, yeah. Let's launch into cool. it. Yeah, let's jump into it. So, yeah, DraftKings, really interesting story. Like, and I think that this is the kind of one of the really cool things about New England is Boston actually has a super cool tech market. Um, it's pretty related to my, you know, my line of work. And there are so many really great companies that have a really strong presence here. And, 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 and a lot that have kind of started started here, right? I mean, you've got places like DraftKings, HubSpot, Wayfair, Car Gurus, um, Toast. Like, I mean, you know, a lot of these businesses out there, some of them actually struggling right now because of COVID, which, which is unfortunate. But Boston actually has this really cool tech market. And DraftKings is like a really big part of that, which is awesome. Um, Ager. Yeah, and so they you know, have a great history in the area and have recently kind of broken into the sports, uh, sports book kind of arena, uh, sports betting arena, which is, I think kind of exploded their business and they went public this year. And so we thought we'd take some time to talk about them, uh, kind of celebrate their success and, uh, give you some kind of four one one on sports betting. If you don't know, and, and you can kind of hear about some of our successes and, and downfalls, unfortunately, and, and, and whatnot. So yeah, I'll kick it over to you, Nick, for, kind of history and whatnot yeah sure so um i don't know if you mentioned the year but they were established originally um in 2012 so you know just eight short years ago nine almost a Um, powerhouse year yep um yeah actually 2012 was kind of a powerhouse year year. and you know what the next powerhouse year was after that 2016 why all dude all summer 16 summer 16 was lit dude ask like anybody you know summer 16 was awesome yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not for you. Anyway, so yeah, started in 2012. Yep. So started in 2012. Um, three primary people were the like owners and like drivers with the inception of this company: um, James Robbins, Matthew Kalish, and Paul Lieberman. Um, and they actually kind of started the business kind of like it's like the quintessential thing where you're like, oh, Steve Jobs started Apple in his garage. They started. DraftKings out of Lieberman's apartment in Watertown. Like he had an extra bedroom there. So 
that's where they kind of picked up the business aspect. So I think that that's always like super it's cool. J- like started from Jason the bottom. Robbins. Jason Robbins, just Jason Robbins. I think you said James Robbins, but it's J- Jason Robbins. Oh, right? really? Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Miswrote we'll, it we'll on here. We'll rotate back. But okay. Yeah, but J- James Ro- Jason Robbins. Yeah. And so, you know, they kind of really like broke into the sports betting world very quickly, um, established like some good funding. Um, they were still privately owned at that point, but um, the MLB was actually the first sports um which I was shocked about. Yeah, shocked. it was crazy. Was like, you wouldn't think and like, of baseball, but they kind of had their initial launch um, of that year to coincide with, like, opening day of the MLB season. And it just started as, like, a one-off, like, fantasy baseball thing. Um, yeah. And so... And, like, I was... Like, they didn't even... The, the other thing is, like, this was the MLB investing, from what I could tell. Like, they didn't even become Yeah, it was part, not, it was not a partnership until later. Yeah, and so it's like not even like it was like uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. They were like throwing down money, being like, "Yeah, we're like this is going to be big." Yeah, which they were like obviously right. Like for probably the the most archaic league to to be that forward thinking. Exactly. Like, like don't you think that the MLB is kind of like really what what fantasy is today for all sports really came from like. I think like rotisserie leagues, which were like really big with baseball back in the day. Yeah. And like the MLB has just like never really embraced that like the NFL has. Yeah. They're very like historical, like not for like, not that they're not forward thinking, but it's just like a very like purist. They're like, we don't want to change. Like, like, oh, the National League can't have a DH. Yeah, exactly. They're all full of themselves. So to, to invest like that is a pretty big deal. Yeah, Um, that's badass. It was never a disclosed amount. They never actually released the amount, um, but they were the first ones to do it. And then shortly actually after, um, they signed a deal with NHL a year later in 2014 to become the official fantasy um, like app for the NHL. So that was kind of the first partnership that they had, which is just, again, crazy. Like, obviously, fantasy awesome. baseball is kind of big. But, like, when you think of fantasy sports, like, you don't always think of fantasy hockey. And, like, they, like, got in from the ground floor very early. Um, so then the following year, 2015, they had kind of the same partnership with the MLB. And then in July of 2015, it was big month for them. Um, they signed a three-year advertising deal with ESPN. I think it said it was worth around like 250 mil. So that's like, obviously, when you're talking about the worldwide leader in sports, that's a pretty BFD. Um, yeah. And then in also in 2015 of that <laughs> Wait, summer. Wait, hold on. BFD, like big fucking deal? Like a big fucking deal. Um, Man, we should use that more often. All right, cool. I like that. Yeah. No, just props. I like that. <laughs> TBH should use BFD more often. Um <laughs> But anyway, they uh, later that month actually had like a huge, massive round of funding from um, a kind of a big trio. It was a couple different groups, but the big three there were Fox Sports, um, Wellington Management Group, and then actually the Kraft Group, which is Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots. So just does literally nothing but win. Yeah, nothing but win. So Robert Kraft kind of saw his opportunity there, and you know, really got in with that at the ground floor as well. So good on him. Um, also, I think I read too that now Disney owns Fox's portion. Of yeah. That. So, cause they got bought out. I did yeah, see that. So <laughs> Disney also, all they do is win. Like there's, of course they have their, they've got Marvel, they've got Lucasfilms, they've got hands and DraftKings. They're doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at this point, actually, you know, DraftKings is really starting to take off. Um, they kind of hit what was a little bit of a snag in their uh, meteoric rise. This is when, I'm sure some people remember, but it was kind of the initial drama with the whole company. Um, in October of the year 2015, an employee at DraftKings um, had inadvertently, I guess he admitted to inadvertently releasing data Um, prior to week three of the NFL season that year um, that could have like affected the football games. I couldn't find like what the data he released was, but I guess that same week too, he, the employee at DraftKings had won $350,000 on FanDuel that very week. (laughs) So (laughs) 
the SEC was kind of like, uh... That feels super sketchy. <laughs> coincidence? We think not. Um, and so at this point, they kind of were starting to get investigated a little bit more closely. And because they were obviously so big and the inception was in Massachusetts, um, the attorney's general's office in Massachusetts kind of came down on them pretty hard. Um, it claimed that there was like certain measures not being implemented to protect the individuals um, in this sense. And so both DraftKings and FanDuel had to pay $1.3 million, so total of $2.6 um, to the attorney general's office in Massachusetts. And they actually had a very similar scenario that happened in like one of our neighboring states, New York, um, where they had to pay $6 million apiece. So they got hit pretty hard with fines. Um, that's rough. ES Sorry, go ahead. No, I said that's rough. Yeah. Um, ESPN dropped them from their advertising circuit. So obviously that's some some pretty big hits call. there. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, they kind of held strong. Um, they did their payouts and whatnot. And then the attorney's general's office kind of implemented some things to be able to protect the individuals. And so they were allowed to stay in business and um, they launched in New Jersey, August, 2018, and they became the first legal mobile sports betting venue um, in that state. And that's obviously massive, like Jersey, huge gambling state. And they've yeah. since launched in Indiana, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and the great state of New Hampshire in New England. Um, and then I you actually can... uh, added New Hampshire to the Wikipedia article as I was researching. I saw it wasn't in there, and I edited, and I was like, New Hampshire. Wow, dude. Look I, at you go. I'm, I'm a published writer. So, um, wow, that probably goes against like all of our backing for Wikipedia being a reliable source. Not that you're not reliable, but you're like, yeah, no, no it just What do you mean? That's true, though. It's that, no, it, it is, is a reliable is, source. If anything, I'm proving the reason Wikipedia is the most reliable source. Yeah. I put in a fact that's going to get audited. They're going to be like, he's right. You know? Yeah, no, true. Um, and you can also get retail locations for DraftKings in both, or not both, but New York, Mississippi, and Iowa. Um, I've heard that there's because there there's a retail location in New Hampshire too. I think it's in like Seabrook. Oh, really? Uh, I did not notice that. Yeah, um, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Cool. I'll keep going. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. So kind of just to backtrack a little bit, I forgot I, I skipped this part, but um, they had attempted to merge with FanDuel after the uh, kind of controversy that happened, but where they were blocked by the Federal Trade Commission just because they would have controlled over 90% of the mobile like sports betting. Um, and so they considered that like a gross monopoly and didn't allow them to complete that merger. Um, but then, so just to jump forward again, April, 2020, they officially became a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Um, they did it via reverse merger, which was valued at $3.3 billion, which is like pretty crazy for an eight year old company. Um, and was done with what's called like a SPAC, a special purpose acquisition company. And I kind of read on this a little bit, but not to go too far down the rabbit hole, um, it's basically when a reverse merger is when like a private company can be bought by a public company, but the in that public company is the special purpose acquisition company, and they're essentially just like a, a shell company of investors that have like compiled together to finance this yeah, merger like, or acquisition. Yeah, it's like where major investors of the of the the prime company purchase a company that is already public so that that company can go and purchase them therefore making all of their like every like they ha then own all their assets yeah. therefore making them public so that they can skip the ipo process they don't have to go through all like the red tape and whatnot yeah which like i read you know i know a little bit about the ipo process but not enough to talk about it here um but uh, apparently apparently the moral story is apparently it was not very common before they did it, and now companies are looking at doing it a lot more. And so they're oh, okay. tr trendsetters is what I was starting to read about again. We're I mean, not it's a, a smart move. Podcast. It's a smart move. Yeah. It's a very smart move. Yeah, and so kind of just further along with 2020, big year for DraftKings. Um, earlier in September, Michael Jordan officially became Dude. like a primary investor in, on the board as an advisor, um, and they actually re-upped with their uh, – ESPN advertisement uh, sponsorship 
So that's going yeah. again, and you know, kind of they're, a, they're killing kind it. Of, yeah, kind of a bad call for ESPN to ditch, but I see why they did it at the time. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely tough because I I mean I feel like it seems like so long ago, but I remember that happening at the time and there being like all this like news articles and everything being like is this the end of DraftKings? like i feel like they were very much teetering with all the drama that yeah. was going on and like that's the thing like that's like what makes successful startups though is just like you know essentially founders and like leaders who are just like relentless and overcome these situations because they bought out a company called draft street Mm-hmm. Um, earlier on, right? And so like, that's the thing is like, you know what I mean? As opposed to selling, right, to another company or something like that, right? Because if you do a startup, that's one of two, generally it's one of two goals. You either want to build a product that's going to have enough value for another company to buy you out or you want to, you know, become the next billion dollar company. So it's just like really cool story, you know, about a few people who worked at another tech company, Vistaprint, kind of breaking off and doing their own thing and like growing something and scaling it in an insane amount of time. I mean, literally we're talking about 2012. It's eight years ago. Um, you and me have been boys for four years before DraftKings is even a thing. Yeah. Like, which is like crazy when you think about it. Um, they do have a building in Seabrook, New Hampshire. It's called The Book. And it's like a casino. It's like, it's like a straight casino. It's like fucking awesome. I'm like looking at it. I mean, I'm great. And I'm like looking at the... Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the like website, but it looks fucking dope. Leather couches, TVs everywhere. The apps look sick. Look at these mozzarella sticks, dude. I'm telling you, you love a good mozzarella stick, dude. I love. Only thing I like more than a good mozzarella stick is good, a good pretzel. pretzel. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pretzel. I mean, like everybody knows that about me. Um, yeah. Other things I just like wanted to comment on. I just think it's like so crazy how they were able to get so many major partners. I think that they are they hats off to all of their founders and like everybody who's like a leader at DraftKings. They obviously built a really successful business. And I think that what they deserve a lot of credit for is they attacked a market at the exact right time. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the big reasons they were so successful is they were able to get all these partnerships like the MLB, NHL, ESPN, you know, Fox, like really early. Like when you're thinking about it, like literally in their first few years for some of these leagues, and I think that that's because a lot of these leagues are like sports betting, fantasy, whatever you want to call it, right? Essentially, like wagering money on sports in one fashion or another is the way of the future. You know what I mean? It's what's going to eventually happen. And so I think that they were in the right place at the right time and like knew that and capitalized on it. So like really a lot of props to those guys. Um, pretty cool. Any other like fun facts you came across? Um, not really off the top of my head. That was very, most of my good like summary, dude. Very most of my history summary. notes, yeah. Yeah, you crushed it. Um, yeah, I think you covered really everything I had. I mean, I read a couple of things about like where they want to go. Their um, kind of CEO has always been like a statistics and like kind of tech guy. Um, kind of grew up with that. They obviously again came from VistaPrint. Um, and I read somewhere, uh, you know, kind of a. A summary of an article and then it was like behind a paywall but that they're really trying to become like the amazon or facebook of betting and i i guess i don't really really know what that looks like but i'm kind of excited to find out what it is hmm. you know what i mean like what like what else do you could you bet on right and and like how crazy does that go uh so it's pretty it's pretty cool man um anything else anything else DraftKings related like before we start talking about like the different different things you can do on DraftKings? No, I think think that kind of covers it. Like if you if you don't know what DraftKings is by now, I guess you're kind of living yeah, under a rock a little bit and so, I mean, you know, yeah. get on board if you're in one of those states. Yeah, but they are really cool and there's like a lot of good stuff. I mean, I I think they're a company that like business schools are going to talk about in, you know, in the future. Like they, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Again, we goal of this podcast is just to kind of talk about different things and kind of give you surface level knowledge, but I would definitely suggest if it's like something you're interested in, especially if you're interested in like startups and stuff like that, they're definitely a good company to look into. Um, so you can really do two different things with DraftKings, right? There's like kind of two different apps. There's the Daily Fantasy app, which I have zero interest in and know not enough about. But theoretically, you're playing fantasy football, you know, 
in one week shots, right? Or one day shots, right? And filling out your fantasy football roster. Now, really quick, if you don't know what fantasy football is, you definitely have been living under a rock. Yeah. But is it, essentially, fantasy football is this idea that an individual can act like a team owner and they draft players for their team to fill their roster. Most of those players are offensive players. You also draft a kicker and a defense. And what you do is you track the points of those players when they play in a weekly game based on statistics they have. Yards, scoring, touchdowns, field goals, extra points, whatever it might be. Defense gets you know points for tackles, turnovers, fumbles, sacks, stuff like that. Um, what... FanDuel, uh, Draft Street, and then ultimately what becomes like the biggest of them, DraftKings did, was create this kind of new concept of, of or a new way of doing that where you could you could essentially select players for one you know one day, right? And Instead of a season long league, you're just playing week to play, week. Exactly, you play week to week. And the really cool thing about this is like. I would say, one, I consider myself a pretty informed... I have no idea why I don't like Daily Fantasy. It probably would be a much better way for me to play. I, I consider myself a pretty informed sports watcher, especially when you're talking about football, Ravens fan, but lo- love the NFL. Um, one of the biggest like setbacks I have with the uh, yearly fantasy is the waiver wire. I'm not like a big waiver wire watch guy. If if I don't see like a guy play and like realize that he's like definitely like third or fourth on the roster at the wideout slot or like the third running back or something like that, like just kind of out of happenstance. I, I, I don't monitor the waiver wire. You don't need to worry about that with daily fantasy. Right. And and they started to like offer these prizes for folks who even wanted to get into like low, low wagering pools. Right. So for example, me, Nick and say a thousand other people enter into one pool and say, we're all going to pick teams and the team that scores the highest is going to win a prize. Right. And DraftKings and these other sites really started to offer like kind of these ridiculous prizes for like low wagers, like a dollar, sometimes even free, right? And people would build, would, would get signed up for these accounts and just do daily fantasy. They came along during a time where like fantasy is extremely hot. I mean, 2012, we're graduating from UNH, right? And we have had a fraternity league for a few years we had all played fantasy football in high school mm-hmm. but it was really catching fire at that time and DraftKings is really on the come up from 2012 to like 2016 and then really starts to shift towards figuring out how to expand internationally and then eventually into sports booking in 2018 um, and really create the second way of you gambling <laughs> on their site, which is a much more traditional way of gambling, which is the sports book, where you're just literally betting on games. And the way something like that works is they act as your bookie, right? And they put out what you would call lines on games. So, for example, say the Celtics are up against Miami Heat. And Miami Heat are kind of rated as the better team in the, you know, league at the time. The Celtics would be operating at, you know, positive odds right if you're going to pick the celtics to win straight up that's called the money line and the celtics are going to give you positive odds meaning if the celtics win you're probably going to get a little bit more money than what you bet if you bet 10 you might get 11 or 12 right because they're pretty close but he's considered to be a little better you also have a line where essentially the bookie is saying hey we think that the celtics are going to if they lose, they'll only lose by, you know, five points, right? And so they might make the line, uh, you know... Uh, also Celtics called the spread. Five. The spread, right? Plus five, right? Which means if the Celtics lose by four or less points or win the game, you win. And those odds are generally a little bit more like... Close to even, like 110 exactly. minus. You put down 10, you're getting 11. Or you put down 10, you're getting 9 or something like Usually it's a little bit less. You put down 10, you're getting 9 or something like that. right? And then the other team, for example, in this, this scenario, the Heat might have negative odds. Meaning you're saying, okay, the Heat are going to win by 2 or more points. right? Maybe they're negative 2. Or, sorry, in our example, it would be they would be, they'd be negative 5. They're going to win by 5 or more points. Meaning if the Heat win by four points you would lose the bet if you bet on the heat 
If the Heat win by six points, you would win the bet. If the Heat win by five points, it's a push, right? And now most people who are listening to this probably understand this, but for anybody who doesn't understand. And so this is kind of a huge deal because this kind of betting is something that happens all the time, right? People just have illegal bookies or have the be betting through sites that are from different countries. Sports book betting is something that is, you know, goes back hundreds and hundreds of years, really, if you want to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is kind of like a monumental thing because this is the first time that you can jump on your phone and do sports book betting, like from the comfort of your couch, essentially, right? Which is like pretty crazy. I mean, obviously in the, you know, years leading up to this, you know, you obviously could text your bookie and stuff like that, but it's all illegal. It's all off the books, whatever. This is something that's very, through a very legit company, something that's through technology that tracks everything for you. And it's very clean. It's very quick. And they have a lot. I mean, their app is amazing. The way it works is amazing. It's super intuitive and makes it very easy for you to kind of do this. Now, a lot of our listeners might be saying, why would you, why gamble? What's wrong with why, you? What, why, what's wrong? What, why gamble, right? And so now me and Nick are going to try to help you understand. You, me and Nick are Celtics fans. Nick, you're a Celtics fan. Big Celtics fan. I'm a Ravens fan. You're, you're a Pats fan, okay? Yeah. Now, when the Celtics are on, me and Nick, we can, we can enjoy watching the Celtics because we're both Celtics fans. We love watching the Celtics. We don't need anything extra to enjoy watching the Celtics, okay? But when the Pats are on, I mean, I'll watch them because I like football and I'll root against them. But me and Nick, we, we fight. You know what I mean? Because he's a Pats fan. I hate the Pats. When the Ravens are on, Nick remembers how much of a dick I am when he's watching the Patriots. And so he's automatically a dick to me when we're watching the Ravens, right? So it's not that fun. Now, what is fun, though, to a certain extent, is if we're watching two teams that we have no skin in the game for, right? That's a little boring. (laughs) Call it a nice Jacksonville Jaguars-Cleveland Browns matchup on a Thursday night. exactly, right? Like, it's like a Thursday night. You just need to feel something. Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Me and Nick, we want to watch sports. This is a shitty game. We don't, like it's not. We're not going to watch it because it's going to be historical. I'll tell you that. We're not watching it for the stats. I'll tell you that. But at the end of the day, well, actually, Browns. I mean, kind of showing up this year. But we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We're watching it to see if Baker Mayfield can hit plus nine point five rushing yards. <laughs> that's exactly. what. That's so, what we're watching. Now, what we could do to just spice things up a little bit is make a wager on a game, right? And better yet, we could either wager against each other if we like to if we like to, you know, fight or we could wager together, right? We could we could make the same bet so we're cheering for something to happen. Maybe we're cheering for the Cleveland Browns to win the game by at least 4 points or more. Or maybe we're cheering for Jacksonville Jaguars to lose the game by less than 7 points. But that makes the game more interesting. It gets value to the game for you. Even if you have just the smallest amount of money on it. I think the moral of the story is that gambling is really about togetherness and, you know, just like coming together. Friendship. 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 (laughs) Like, that's what it's about. It's about friendship. You know what I mean? Gambling's about friendship. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that people don't have a problem with gambling. I've seen Ryan lose a lot of money. A lot of money, as his best man said at this wedding. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to say, we don't have a problem with gambling. But I am going to sit here and tell you and say, gambling is fun, right? If you haven't done it, if you have a friend, a partner, spouse, or whatever that gambles, and you're like, I don't get it, just try to put a little spice on a game. You know, uh, uh, something you understand, right? Basketball. If you're a big basketball person, hockey, if you're a big hockey person, football, if you're a big football person, whatever it is, something, a game you understand, just put a little bit of flavor on there. Try it out. It's, it, it, you'll, you'll get into it. It's awesome. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a kind of 411. Am I missing anything? No, I think you kind of covered it, you know? Any, so for closing thoughts, since it's a sports, sports, uh, sports betting episode, DraftKings episode, mm-hmm. I figured we would wrap up with a little bit of sports talk. Any, uh, any comments, concerns, questions about our current New England sports teams? Um, I figure we should just touch on kind of like the NFL as a whole right now. Um, sure. Just sure, with kind of sure. gambling, you know, we're down to championship both of, weekend. Both of our teams are out. We got, uh. Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills, and we got the Green Bay Packers hosting 
the Tampa, or should I say Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go, baby. So for you listeners that have been with us from the start, you know that this year I have been very much Tom over team. I have been supporting my boy, and here he is. He's in the NFC Championship game, and honestly, Bill's got a little egg on his face. I I, I honestly really am getting annoyed by all of the Instagram posts of like, here's all the, here's the wins of the top NFL teams for the playoffs. Here's Tom Brady's playoff wins. And I'm like... Tom Brady and the Patriots are the same, essentially. He's paid one, not even a full season away from the Patriots. This is a dumb stat. It's a dumb stat. Anyways. Okay. Um, Tom's doing good, man. Tom's doing good. I got to be honest. I'll give it to him. He's doing good. He's showing up. Yeah. And honestly, I, sta- I stand by what I said in earlier episodes. Like, I do think Tom's overrated, but I do. it's the Patriots I hate, truly and honestly, and their fans that I hate. Tom's out of here. He's out doing things. Got to respect a 43-year-old quarterback that's still throwing the rock around. He's not perfect. I think you can see the age, but the guy is definitely a top-five quarterback right now, I think. Either way. I thought you were just about to hit me with the all-time, and I was like, I thought we were past this. Uh, no, he's – no, he's number two all time. Yeah. Okay. Well, three, three in my book. Three in my oh book. My two on paper. Jesus Christ. Two on, two on paper. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers might end up creeping up over him on my list. To be honest, Aaron Rodgers coming out loud, dude. Guy's gonna get the MVP. Yeah, he is. He's gonna get the MVP. The guy's a savage. Aaron Rodgers is coming out crazy right now. Did you hear him though? Like this week, he's like, dude. Like I don't know. He just he, he sounds like a. Like a some sort of like life coach guru. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just living in the present, and like, you can't take the present for granted. And he's like, I can't really tell you if I'm gonna like win or lose. And he's like, I don't know if I'll be back here. He's like, I really don't. Da 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 da. And he sounds so just like surfer esque. Like I'm going with the flow. And it's like, dude. Well, I mean, like, dude, if that's a change for this year, it's worked out for him. So I mean, if that's the mindset he needs to be in to. To dub, I mean that's who cares. I'm just nervous Dude, because Aaron Rodgers has been the best damn football player on the field this year. Come on, like if he's that's like, not he's what like, I'm saying though. But like this is a big spot for him because I will say that Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFC Championship game before and laid an egg, like even as early as last year. So it's just he he now has yeah, it lined I don't think up he's for had him. The support he has now. I don't think he has the support. I don't think he's had the support. What was the difference between this year and last year? I think their team matured a lot. I mean, I think their running game matured a lot. And I think their defense has come a long way. That's honestly such bullshit, dude. If this was like you're literally crapping on Brady and you're like, yeah, no, they've really matured from last year. They were a veteran-laden team last year. They're the same team. Okay, so here's the thing. Let me be clear. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to this point, I really think he has the talent to have and has had the team and even coaching at times enough to have won another Super Bowl at this point. I don't like I don't want to I don't I don't want to like downplay that, but like my entire argument against Tom Brady has always been he's had Bill Belichick. When Tom wins one without Bill, you will hear me step back and say, yeah, that's some fucking dope-ass shit. That's like, yeah, he'll be the best at that point. And if that happens this year, good for him. But, like, Aaron has had some things. He could have won another Super Bowl. Same thing with Breeze. Breeze has had the coach, I think, too. Has had yeah, better coaching. I would agree. And I think he's had just as good. He's the one that I think has really underperformed. And it's sad that his career ended the way it did. I mean, still great quarterback. Still amazing. But I'm just saying, I think he's somebody who could have won one, if not two more. Right? And so, I'm just... That's all I'm saying. And this year, their team has taken a really big step. I'm not saying the same people haven't been there and whatnot, but that doesn't that, that doesn't mean that your team didn't mature. That doesn't mean you didn't up-level, right? Just because you have the same people doesn't mean you did not up-level. They up-leveled this year. They have been playing with a confidence and a swag and an efficiency that other teams just have not been able to keep up with, bro. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah, I just... I mean, dude, I'm just... I, I don't know. I can't bet against Brady right now. And I think such a big factor, too, is people really, are already, dude, like, Really, dude? I don't think he was in... that impressive in the last game. Like, I dude, mean, he, do... they, scored, they won that game off of the defensive plays that set them up. I think it was, like, their three touchdowns were all off of defensive turnovers. 
So, but he's still like, so again, you're not, you're taking credit away for doing his job and like doing what he's supposed to do. Like, I'm not trying to heap praise on him, but like, dude, he gets that. I'm just saying any of his offensive drives that like started, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like they, like a lot of those did not work out when you put him in situations where he's either in the red zone already or very close to it. And you are getting a field goal minimum. Like that's a different, like that's a different situation, especially for a quarterback. That's 40 something. You put any of those old dogs in that situation they're gonna they're gonna capitalize no i think that this year this past weekend it was shown very much that like drew Brees could not capitalize in a similar situation drew Brees Brees is i think it's time for drew Brees to retire i think that became very clear he's he's toast I, I, i think physically physically he was toast more toast than i thought he was and like i think that that probably i think the injury this year was probably a lot more to him needing to probably rest a little bit to try to make a run in the playoffs um, I'm not saying he wasn't injured. I'm just saying, like, I, I just, it's, he was a lot. He wasn't in the same, they weren't throwing deep balls because they weren't sure he could make them, in my personal opinion. Yeah, totally like, agree. They, they they did not go deep at all in that game, really. And I think it was because they weren't sure that they could make them. I still think they could have played it a lot differently, but Drew Brees, I just think, probably should have retired last year. I think that became really clear in this game. And so, you know, it is what it is. I'm not taking anything away from Tom. Tom won. I just told you. Tom's got a really good shot at it again, and he's been amazing this year. But I just, again, like the the whole, I don't want to bet against Tom right now. Like the, the, the Saints and Drew Brees turned the ball over a shit ton. Those turnovers turned into scores for the Bucks, And it's not like the Saints didn't put up any points. If they don't have those turnovers, it's just curious on what the the game looks like because that was a big narrative in it right is all i'm saying is my point okay yeah i mean agree to disagree right. i guess but, i'm just saying he, i don't see great the, the bucks don't get blown out on sunday if the like would i be surprised if the packers get blown out a little but i could see them possibly happening i don't really see it possible that like tom and the bucks go to green bay and just get like the doors blown off I don't think that happens. You don't think that they don't get there? Okay. I mean... Hey, so... I, I'm, let's I, I'm, a, I'm, quick, I'm surprised quick to hear you say that. Quick... They have not... I'm surprised to hear you say that. I, quick yes. quick pick, and let's switch over to the AFC. So you're you're taking Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, for I, sure. Okay. i for sure take Green Bay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, listen, again, if, if like... If Tom wins, am I am I? Yeah, surprised? no, and that's no. Kind of the same I, I think he's gonna get shot at, but I think I think if you're looking on paper, Green Bay should win this game. If they if they if the Bucks lose this game, if you're looking at the who who the Bucks have and their weapons, they should. But like if you're looking at the performance over the year, and like the team over the year, like I think that you would say they're supposed to lose this game. But uh, to your point, they've got and to my point, this entire year they he. Tom Brady's got the weapons he's looking for. His credit should go into the fact that him as an individual quarterback has shown the fuck up. He's put up some really good stats. He's played really well in some games and he's utilized all of his weapons, right? It's not even like Mike Evans is his like safety blanket. He's really utilized the entire offense. Yeah, really well. oh, totally. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's really impressive. That's not something I necessarily thought he was going to do. I will say at the end of the day though, you know, if he's Mr. Win, like if you if, if you don't get to the Super Bowl with with all the weapons you needed, then that was always the argument, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have the weapons. So, right. anyways, um, yeah, okay, really quick, switch over to the AFC because we're going long. But yeah, Chiefs Bills. I think the Chiefs take it if Pat Mahomes plays. I mean, Pat Mahomes is definitely going to play, and the Chiefs are going to, I think, curb stomp the Bills. I really hope that I'm wrong. I want the Bills to win. I'm on the Bills train. I'm on the Bills train. Ravens should not have lost to the Bills. I'm honestly super disappointed in the Ravens' performance, just to put it out there. Um, Lamar, I think, played okay. I would have loved to see a better performance. I, I have I have bigger problems, you know, with the team as a whole. I, I think we got out-coached, to be honest, too. Um, and so I just, like, really not happy with the Ravens' performance at all. And so uh, the Bills deserve that win. Um, they're a great team, and I'm kind of rooting for them to be honest. And I would love, I would love that Patty Mahomes upset. And what a narrative 
what a narrative for Pat Mahomes to like come back to next year after like again if he wins the MVP it's rigged. Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP this year. Aaron Rodgers has been ridiculous, but I would say Pat Mahomes is definitely a very good candidate for it as well. So he's had a fantastic season. If he were to lose in the AFC Championship, like what a narrative for him to come back. Like does Pat Mahomes bounce back or is it like Pat Mahomes came in one 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 Super Bowl with an experienced Andy Reid and then never did again, you know what I mean? What a I don't know. I don't look thing. at it like that, dude. That would be what three consecutive AFC championships and two consecutive Super Bowl appearances? I don't think people are like questioning if he falls off after this. If he loses in the if AFC. he loses in this the AFC. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, he, he wouldn't have been to the Super Bowl twice, just once, right? I thought you were saying if he got to the Super Bowl and lost, but okay. Even no, if he no, loses, no. He loses we're just talking about AFC. this game. If even yeah, if he yeah, loses yeah. this game, dude, I don't know. The Bills have been fired this year. Josh Allen's been fired. Like, don't get me wrong. Is it a disappointment? Yes, but I don't think people are like by any means being like, "Ooh, that Pat Mahomes." Like, is he that guy? Oh like, no, three... no. I'm not saying they think that, but I'm just saying it's that's a narrative, though. Like, I mean, the the pressure's on if you come if you come back and you don't end up making it again and again every year. You don't make it after that is going to be another it's just like a big story the bills like the underdogs come out and slug you, you well so I, mean? I think that that's more a positive what happened to the raiders the after they, i think that's more the... a positive for the bills than a negative for the chiefs okay. for that to happen right. like i think that people right. would just look at it and be like because i think the bills that's what's so dangerous about them right now is they're like a super good team and most of the time you're kind of like hey that like you know, you get like that eight seed against a one seed in the NBA and you're like, hey, no pressure. They got nothing to lose. Like, I don't think anybody is really expecting the Bills to go into Kansas City and like outright win this game. So if they do do that, I think that that is like massive because they're they're playing with house money right now, dude. They're the Buffalo Bills. Like, yeah. I mean, no offense to them. Yeah. They haven't they haven't really been relevant since the early 90s. So it's like if they come into Kansas City and they beat them, when they have like I mean, no pressure huge. behind them, that would be insane. Huge. Bills Mafia would huge. be going I mean, crazy. Yeah, I mean they're like they're like the Titans from last year, but better and more consistent, in personal opinion. So I just I think that that could be fucking massive. Um, all right, cool man. You uh, watching, playing, listening to anything good before we sign off here? Yeah. So actually, just started watching um, Your Honor. It's a new show on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Um, yeah. It is. It's very good, so would definitely recommend it. Only three Fire. episodes in at this point, but it is so far excellent. So I know there's been more episodes, so I can't speak to like the later episodes if it really all of a sudden takes a downturn and you know you guys are listening to this and you've already seen episode five or something. You're like, eh, next two episodes are shit, but so far it's been very good. Wow. Lit. Um, dope. Finish Cobra Kai. I don't know if I talked about that on last episode, but that was. I think you did. Over is great. I'm doing a New Girl rewatch, and I gotta be honest, that show is so fucking hilarious. New Girl's uh, good, dude. It's so Winnie the Bish, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. Guy is hilarious. Nick hilarious. So funny. I hate to say it, but um, uh, what's the main? What's her name? Zoe um, Deschanel. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. I like her as an actress in general. She, I think she's kind of the weakest part of that show at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, she, I just hit the part where she's, like, on jury duty and, like, away for a month. And I love those episodes. I don't know. I'm feeling bad. Hot I feel take. Like she's really good and really talented. I, but I, I, I also, like, don't like that. I think it should be called Roommates. I've always said that. I feel like it should Rich be called Rich hates roommates. the girl and new girl. <laughs> I love Cece. Cece's awesome. And I like Jess's character, but I just, I feel like sometimes they try to go just a little too, like I wish they, and I think they get better about this in the later seasons. Like the first season, she's They almost like, try and like Why? force her awkwardness Yeah, they force it too much. And, and I feel like she just becomes like one of the group members in the later seasons. And those, and like, that's where it gets a lot better, I think. I do, I, I, I am a big Jess and Nick fan. Yeah. Big, big Schmidt and Cece fan. So, Yeah. And then um, on Epic, there was a uh, the Star Wars Battlefront game. 
Okay. Out there, so I've been, yeah, I've been playing with Stecco. I've been playing with Mark Plant. We've been jamming. Nice, on, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Again, uh, New England Social has its own Discord channel. If you guys are, or a server, if you guys are interested, hit me up. I am, let me just pull it up. Let me just pull it up. Uh, Agent1627, hashtag 7902. Hit me up if you are interested. Um, yeah, cool, man. Nick, where can they find us, big guy? So you can find us at NE underscore social on Instagram. Um, Twitter is going to be at any social too. Um, so definitely be looking out for those IG polls this weekend. I've been trying to be a little bit more on top of them um, with the sports games and whatnot. So help us pick some winners. Maybe Rich will throw a bet in. Who knows? Um, yeah. And so personal account is at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. Send us your, if, if I still have money in the bank, Next episode, send us your locks for like three. I don't know. I guess three. Well, it's going to be a little tough. Honestly, what we should do. How about this? Do like your doll. Call it like the double D, like the dollar degenerate special. And so if someone wants to send us in some like crazy, they're like, oh, I'm betting on some like Italian racing or like some cricket. Be like, yo, Rich, you should throw a dollar on like. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or if you have just like the most disgusting parlay, like a seven-team. I was gonna say mi- minimum six-way. I don't want to see anything below. No, six minimum way. five. Minimum five-way. Minimum five-way. Five-way or more. If you've got a crazy parlay, send it in. <laughs> you send just in. you come at the number with seventeen. I'm like, yeah, nothing below six. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> five <laughs> like okay bro yeah dude this is coming from the guy that'll send me a bet and i'll be like yeah sure let's do it you're like okay hold let on it let marinate, it marinate, dude. Let you, it gotta, marinate. you gotta let a bet marinate for a little bit um what where can we find ryan and garby <laughs> so ryan's instagram is at ryan a garby that's ryan a g wait how does he say it again ryan a garby G-A-R-B as in boy, E. That's right. And yep. the A stands for adult. I think I've done that one before, but I'm going to do the adult because that's what I threw down on Instagram. And Ryan's been a dad for a month this year or just today. So that's crazy. I don't know why I said this year. That's weird. That is weird. You can find me at Kennedy1627, K-E-N-N-E-D-Y-1627. Never spelled it before. I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin. We're New England Social. Deuces. See you guys.